This is the Librarian Suggest. This is Sarah. This is Jade. And I'm Gina. And for this conversation episode, we will be talking about our favorite graphic novels. Yeah. And we will save the whole discussion on what constitutes graphic novel and everything that I got really into. This is (laughs) true. This is true. Uh, Who wants to go first? Who wants to talk Uh, about graphic novels first? first. Um, So, okay. Oh, gosh. So many. Um, Which do I start with? I'll start with Snowpiercer. Oh, mm-hmm. Jacques, is that how you say it? I don't know. It's, it's Jacques. Jacques Bob. Um, it is translated, I think. Yeah, it's a translated one. Um, and basically, the hold is in ice. And I saw the movie. Yeah, yeah a couple years ago. Yeah, after, after I read the um, after I read the graphic novel. Okay. And uh, yeah, so hold is in ice, and the last basically like the last remnants of humanity are on this like giant bullet train. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, the rich, of course, are up in the front where it's nice and cozy, and they have, like, nice food, and the poor people that just kind of manage to just get on at the last minute are at the end of the train. And so it's about, like, classism and just, they're just, like, survival, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very dark and definitely adult graphic novel, um, but it's, it's really interesting, and the, the story's fun. I liked what they did with the movie, too. I think they did a pretty good job of kind of sticking close to it. Uh, there's still some <laughs> different aspects in it overall, but uh, yeah, it was, the movie and the graphic novel are really cool. And I think a second volume came out last year, I believe. So I haven't read that yet, but uh, definitely looking forward to reading that. Um, I Killed Giants by Joe Kelly and Ken Nimura. It's from Image Comics. I love a lot of I was looking at a lot of the stuff I've been reading, and I read a lot of Image Comics. Okay. Their stuff's a lot of fun. Um, I Kill Giants is kind of like, uh, gosh, what did I call it? It's sort of like a crossover between um, that Patrick Ness book, A Monster Calls. Where were you talking about that book? I haven't read um, it. And the anime, Fully Cooly. Okay. Because, like, the graphics are very similar. And the storyline is about this girl who fights these giants while her mom is dealing with uh, I think it's yeah, it's cancer, some sort of cancer. So that's sort of that sort of remind me a lot of um, monster calls, just in the like inner battle, and just what's happening in the world, and then what's happening to her internally, just trying to like sort through everything. And the story is just fantastic, and the graphics are yeah. If you like Holy Cooly, which is this crazy weird anime, um, then you will definitely like I Kill Giants. And my last one, super recent favorite, is called I Hate Fairyland, also from Image Comics, written by, written and drawn by Scotty Young. Oh, it's so fun. So. That is a, that was one I, I wrote down. Nice. It's so fun. It is. Yeah, I, I was looking it up just to like, oh, I was looking up to see like if Scotty Young had like a, if there's an artist besides him for the, the comic. And just in Googling it, like NPR kind of reviewed it too. And I was like, oh. yes. <laughs> I just don't feel like we see too many comics being reviewed on, on NPR. Um, good reviews, which I was like, awesome. Uh, so basically, if you've not read I Hate Fairyland before, uh, Gert, she, <laughs> you know, she's like six and she gets transported to Fairyland. And she's got to go on this quest to find the key that will open the door to get her home. 
27 years later, she's still in her six-year-old body. She reminds me, everything. by the way she's like illustrated, she reminds me of Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, as time goes on and she becomes like this very like crude, uh-huh. weird, yeah, yes. weird character, it's like a total, in my mind, it's like, this is a really screwed up Alice uh-huh. from Alice That's in Wonderland. I forget the crossover MTR reference to Alice in Wonderland with, oh. but it mentioned that and something else. Uh, she kind of reminds me of Helga. From, yeah. like, Harry Arnold. Arnold. Okay, I get that. We were just talking about that earlier, so that's kind of hilarious. Like, that's kind of who I first thought of, just the way she's kind of drawn. And the colors are just, like, super vibrant and mm-hmm. completely jump out at you. And it's, I Hate Fairyland is also not one for kids, because there's a lot of uh, fuzzy bear door and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Things dying <laughs> left, right, and center. Brutally. And it's fantastic. And um, it's vividly illustrated. <laughs> which I which I think is, is interesting. Like, being in children and services and being fairly new to graphic novels, my understanding was that graphic novels were written for kids. Mm-hmm. But now that I've, you know, it's been a couple years and I read more graphic novels, is that graphic novels, at least now, is meant for every age group. Mm-hmm. And there are some that are, like, I hate Fairyland, that are definitely not... It's not even just that. I mean, it's not a graphic novel that I've read recently, but my roommate and I just last weekend watched um, Professor Morstan and the Wonder Women, which is about oh. the creator of Wonder Woman mm-hmm. in like the 40s and 50s. Oh, I watched the, mo- the movie like about him. Gosh, what was it called? Oh, I can't remember. Oh my goodness. Well, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but, but it was fantastic. Yeah, like learning it, about him. Like the one you it watched, was a was long it title. About, was it just about him, or was it about him and his wife and their girlfriend? And the girlfriend. It's yes. what I'm talking about, Professor Morstan and the Wonder Women. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what. It's, that's a, it's a really recent movie. It came yeah. out like last year. It was. It was. But it was so good. But when I Wonder loved Woman it. first came out, I mean, it was a platform for disc theory, mm-hmm. and it was very. It was considered very subversive. It had a whole lot of. Um, bondage, subtext, mm-hmm. BDSM, and I'm like, that's, he intended it to raise children under disc theory, so it was still intended for children and to get them comfortable with the idea that as long as the authority you're submitting to is benevolent and is actually, as long as you trust it, then it's okay to not be in charge. Mm-hmm. But it's still, I mean, that's not something even today that people would feel okay exposing their children to. And that was one of the earliest comments. Graphic novels. Oh, I have to watch that movie. It, it, it was, was so. Oh my good. god! I I learned I learned a lot. It made me. I really did not get into Wonder Woman until the Gal Gadot movie came out, and then I started just reading so much more. And I saw this movie, and you know he was technically the inventor of the um, lie detector. Hmm. Um. Not not really. They never actually got theirs to work. That no. was one of the things that the movie took license with. Right. No, in my reading, he like was the found. He had created the foundation the for it. But he never actually made. A but he never right. Gotcha. But yeah, just him as like a person. I learned a lot, and then so, um, kind of going off of what Gina was saying about how the comic started. You know, they ended up picking out a lot of like the sexual part of the comic, and it wasn't until Gloria Steinem started her magazine Ms. Yeah. And she put the cover 
of Wonder Woman on the very first issue and and essentially brought back. They took out everything. They took, they out, took out. They took out all the submersive elements. Right. But they also took out like she didn't even have superpowers anymore. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They Until took away her power. The seventies and eighties when when Gloria yeah, essentially you know tried to bring it back. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, that movie like stuck with me for for months. I remember Lopez was there too. Mm-hmm. Secret History Wonder, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I ended up buying. Um, I watched that, that movie because I was like, I have to read more about this. Yeah. So fascinating. You must know more. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just so you know, I mean, at least you and I, Sarah, are kind of just recently getting into graphic novels. I don't know how long you've been reading them, Tina, but it's definitely just been the past couple of years for me. Yeah, same with so me. I, yeah. I, I've I been reading them since I was a kid. I didn't even know graphic novels were that old. I thought graphic novels were <laughs> fairly <laughs> new. Like, that's how I just didn't know. Oh, yeah, no. I was reading Star Wars comics in the 90s. I mean, I knew, like... Comic book stuff. I knew comic books, but, like, graphic novels, I just... I totally thought was, like, <laughs> a new thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't read... Um, or I didn't read as... I guess as um, as Jade does, especially. Uh, I have started branching out. I did read I Hate Fairyland. I read the first two volumes. Pushed it on them, basically. <laughs> I didn't become that into it, um, just because it started to seem a little repetitive to me, and that amount of gore is I'm like that's. It might be necessary for that plot line, but it's not necessarily for my enjoyment. Mm-hmm. So I. Oh, I love it. I eat that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> um, because when I started reading it, because Jade read it, then Gina read it, then, then I was we ended it over. And like, then, you guys have to read this. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, God, these illustrations look so familiar to me. And he is the illustrator of, fortunately, The Milk by Neil Gaiman. Okay. So that was my introduction to what's his name, Scotty Scott Young. Um, so I like, I love how he created like the world. Unfortunately, the milk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but then to see him and what he did. So he was. I guess I didn't pay attention to that. He was both the writer and illustrator for I Hate Fairyland. Illustrator, but like somebody else was the colorist. Okay. Yeah. But he was the creator. But he was the creator of the story. Yeah. It's his. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was interesting to see him go from illustrating a child or a children's book yeah. to an adult book. <laughs> But yeah, like I liked the premise and I liked the first book. And one of the things that I did like about it um, is reading it, like each volume kind of still stands on its own. It's mm-hmm. not a continuing story, which also might be part of the reason that I kind of didn't get that drawn into it. Because mm-hmm. as far as graphic novels are concerned, I usually want the story to continue. Mm-hmm. Like for anything, I don't like. Yeah. The more episodic. I, yeah. I don't like day in life and then it's done. Come back next time for more. I like to be continued. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, did you read the third one? No. The third one. I the asked second, you if it continued time. from the second one. You were like, kinda. <laughs> I'm like, I just want them to explain what happened with the time loop, man. <laughs> That's the only I thing I cared about. The third one. I think I read the we second recently one. Recently got it. Okay. So I don't know if you saw the side show with the third one too. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I know I read the second one. I don't Bitch. think I did the third one. <sighs> So yes, my recap, I Hate Fairyland by Scotty Young, Snowpiercer by Jacques Lobb, 
And I Kill Giants by Joe Kelly and Ken Nimura. Okay. Those are my I top always three of the year so far. On our Instagram, I, I always look at, oh, what's Jade's? Because I know Jade's, <laughs> one of Jade's challenges is to read a graphic novel a week. So I always try to make sure, like, what graphic novel Jade is reading. Um, and then most of them I'm interested in. There are some that's like, uh, I can, ma- I can pass. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it's like, oh, what, what's Jade? What's Jade reading? Actually, I got to need to pick one for this week. I have one in mind. We just got this new one called Plastic. I forget the author, but it looks very, it's not a very gory one. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gina. Um, Sarah, to go next? I'm trying to. Okay. So, as I was saying, for the most part, I read things that are more long running. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a huge fan of the DC Universe. So, um, the last. Actually, I think it was in 2016. They restarted it again, which they did in 2011 as well. Um, but this year I finally got around to reading Rebirth, which is like the one storyline. Because in 2011, they basically totaled their entire universe history and were like, no, no, the world ended and now we're in this other one. And rewrote all of their stories and like so Superman wasn't raised by... I have a cats. question for you. Sure. And hopefully we can... Like answer this in a in minute, <laughs> yeah, in like a minute, because I again because I'm so new to graphic novels and to these universes, because um, I really didn't start watching the movies until I was with David. Um, I think I watched like the X Men because my brother was into them. But why, as I as I see like the comics book books coming into the library and like Batman for example, mm-hmm. why do why do they keep redoing them? Is that how I want to phrase it? I feel like Batman has been done so many times. Like like a beginning Batman and starting like a whole new generation. Why do we need like... I'm probably not even making any sense. You kind of just actually answered your own question. It's to make it relevant to a new generation. Okay. And it's not that they're like... They don't reset everything mm-hmm. without explanation. So DC and Marvel, what they'll do, like I said, DC is something I'm a little more familiar with. I enjoy the Marvel movies more than I do the DC movies, but I enjoy the storylines and I'm more familiar because I've always been into like Superman and Batman mm-hmm. from when I was a kid. Um, but basically what they'll do is they'll create alternate universes. Mm-hmm. Like one of the, somebody will come up to them, like a writer will come up to them and be like, hey, but what is this? And they'll be I like, see. you know what, that's a good idea. Run with it. So okay. they'll have alternate realities, but they'll also explain. And if they bring, if they try to bring that alternate into the full universe, that's why that's where the term multiverse comes from. Okay, is because there's different aspects to it, and it's like it's bringing in those multi-universe theories, of okay. physics and things that people's choices can create different outcomes, and it's exploring those different outcomes that could occur. Okay, that that makes a lot of sense <laughs> because yeah, I just recently read. I don't even think it's, like, the newest, but I guess, um, like, Batgirl. Mm -hmm. The one that came out in maybe 2016. Um, Is it, do you have any, did it have a, like, a kind of weird blue with black stripes on the top of the cover? Uh, no. Okay, do you know if it said New 52 on it? Yes. Okay, New 52 was the thing that they did in 2011. 
So New 52 was the completely, we changed everything, this is a whole new storyline, Superman ended up with Wonder Woman for reasons I still don't understand. <laughs> I'm sorry, he belongs with Lois Lane. <laughs> um, and then in two, in two, and I just started ordering, because we got a whole bunch of the New 52 donated to the library that yes. I added, but it's not the most recent stuff, so I ordered the most recent stuff, so that's okay. coming in now. Uh -huh. um, Rebirth is them going, okay... A lot of people kind of complained about New 52. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're going to kind of try and bring that back in to play. Um, so we're still in kind of the weird universe, but then we found out that there was something, some malevolent entity outside of everything that kind of jerked something when the, that twisted everything. Okay. And so the rebirth, the book that I read earlier this year, which was... Um, I believe it was called Flashpoint, but honestly, Flashpoint might have been the thing that set off New 52. Um, but I actually don't think it is. I think it's called Flashpoint. But I think that was the title I saw. Yeah, Rebirth yeah. Flashpoint. Uh -huh. I mean, I go into that YA room when I'm working on the send list, and I just get over so, so much. I get <laughs> so overwhelmed. I'm like, are you kidding? Because like, every once in a while, I'll be like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna read all these, and then I'm just like, get real, Sarah. You cannot. <laughs> I start. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of used to as well. Um, but they've gotten a lot better about uh, the way that these comics, that the volumes, the compiled volumes, are written. They'll usually be a little thing at the front so that you could pick up the most recent edition, mm -hmm. read with an excerpt, and just go into it. So you don't need to worry about, you know oh, I need to start with volume one that was published in 1932 of right. this series. You, you don't need to worry about that. Uh -huh. Especially with the way they're resetting it. And part of the resets is also because they keep resetting the numbering so uh -huh. that people don't get that overwhelming. Oh, yeah. So it's like, instead of, I have to read 682 volumes to catch up. <laughs> exactly. Like, I have to read eight. Um, that kind of makes it a little more confusing. <laughs> but. Yeah, okay. Um. So, yeah, the Rebirth one was basically just kind of explaining how the New 52 was being brought into, like, how the original stuff was being combined with the New 52 to make this new Rebirth. I see. That they're trying to figure out. And that was kind of, like, the focal point, and then everything spread out from there. And there were, I, I want to say 40-something titles that they kept that are different that's like, okay, Flash, Batman, Superman, mm -hmm. Batman Detective, because that was a different thing, Nightwing, Teen Titans, <laughs> um, oh, but everything kind of centering out from that point. Have you read everything? God, no. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> Not necessarily like every, but like DC, how many of like the DC, because you said you, you prefer the DC comics? I, yeah, I prefer the, yeah, I prefer the, I'm more familiar with them. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it can get really overwhelming mm -hmm. that much. And because I didn't really get into Marvel until I think Avengers came out. Okay. And the movie verse doesn't follow the comic verse exactly. I believe that, yeah. Like, I got so. When um, Civil Wars, like years before Civil Wars coming out, because I'll look into it. Like, I might not read everything, but I'll look up articles and read stuff like that. And so I was like, okay, wait. So a lot of Iron Man's thing in the comics was Tony Stark did go with the, oh, this is my bodyguard. This is the guy in a suit that does it. And I'm off partying to get out of being a drunkenness in a suit 
that could kill a bunch of people. And he'd be like, no, no, that guy, you know, you know, that guy made a mistake. He's been fired. We replaced him when it's been Tony Stark the whole time. And so when Civil War comes into play in the comics, it's a lot of, like, the reason Tony Stark is so on the side of we need to have a registration, there needs to be accountability, we need to know who all of the people with superpowers are so that if somebody screws up, somebody can be held accountable for it. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to Captain America and his people that are like, right. no, people are entitled to their privacy. Right. And the reason for that is because he's because he has, Tony Stark himself has gotten away with so much. Right. By being able to say, no, no, it wasn't me. It was somebody else. Yeah. And so in the first Iron Man movie, when he steps up and goes, no, I am Iron Man. I am, I'm like, when they get to Civil War, how is this gonna work? (laughs) So, I actually really enjoyed the movie, but leading up to it, I was like, everything is so different, how is this going to happen? Mm -hmm. We could spend... We could spend hours talking talking about about the universe. Um, But getting back to... to Your other other favorites. Um, But I I needed that answered because... Like I said, when I go into the Y room and I'm working on the sim list or I'm trying to figure out, you know, what I want to read next when it comes to graphic novels, those universes just overwhelm me so much and I just don't even know where to start. Yeah, they have such a long history. It's, like I said, I get overwhelmed with Marvel. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to read this. I'm not going to read this. <laughs> Where's the new Batman? Where's the new Superman? Can I just go there? Teen mm-hmm. Titans? I love Teen Titans. I love the, ad- the show. The show was really, really but good. They have, like, a new one where it's, like, they're, sh- like... That's more kidded. That's the stupid thing. I know. I was like, and it's like little fifteen minute segments. It's no, there's no actual overarching plot at it's all. So, so, no. so lame. I was like, anyway. No. <laughs> yeah. I do have to say, like, super quickly because I remember seeing the preview and I don't even remember, and I couldn't even tell you what. Uh, no, I think it is Marvel because I think they're like teen X Men, but it it looks like really dark. It's a horror. Yes. The new mutants. That looks incredible. It's a horror movie. Okay, yeah. That looks it's incredible. It's part of their art. It's part of the Marvel Arverse. Like, the same thing they're doing with Deadpool, Logan. Mm-hmm. They're actually creating a whole universe that is fringely connected to mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe. But okay. not really, but they're all R-rated movies. Right. And the New Mutants is one of them. It looks... I Perfect. mean, I looked... It looks yeah, terrifying. I it does. Oh, I will. <laughs> I've seen this trailer. Uh, oh I've, seen, I've seen... Since, since you like horror, you should... It looks incredible, Jane. <laughs> if you should see, I've seen the poster. I've heard about it. I've seen it on Screen Rants, things like that, YouTube channels. Um, the the poster for it is just white with a bunch of like faces and hands, prop, like coming through a wall at you, okay. and says that I'm in white. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, back to <laughs> you. See why I wanted to have a whole discussion about the subsets of graphic novels. Yes. <laughs> I could go on. Um, yeah. Anyway, so one of the other ones I read, just because it came, it came up on my reading list, actually, and then I was like, okay, um, this actually looks like it might be important and relevant, I'm going to keep it, mm-hmm. um, and I read through it to see, is uh, War Brothers, which is adapted by Sharon McKay, and it's adapted from a novel, I can't remember who wrote the novel, um, but the book itself is the story of a 14-year-old Ugandan boy who's sent to a boys' school by his, he's, his family's relatively affluent. Um, so he's sent to the school, and he's like, we'll, we'll be fine, things like that. But um, only a little while after they've 
then there, the school gets invaded by, you know, rebel soldiers, and they force march them and take them to a camp and basically turn them into child soldiers. And they're like, you kill this, these people or I will kill you. Mm-hmm. And so it's the story of him, his fellow students, other kids that they meet in the, um, in the quote, army, and then them trying to escape and get back to civilization mm-hmm. and get back to their families, basically. And they do succeed, so there's that. Um, but it's just all of these trials they have to go through and everything, and it's based on the actual events of the guy that wrote <laughs> that it's a death row. But I, I, the thing that I really remember about it is the ending that they get back to civilization, but then the people around them are looking at them like and treating them like they chose to do these things. Mm-hmm. And like they can't be trusted. Yeah. Because they were part of this this rebel army of child soldiers that they were forced into. And it's like how do you reacclimate back to the world when the world won't accept you? And thankfully the narrator, like I said, his family's fairly affluent. His family welcomed him back. They're like, you're you know, it's time to go home. Um, the kids he comes back with for the most part are able to find, like, adults find them places. Mm-hmm. Some of them are sent to a, another school, I believe. Um, but part of it is just to keep them away from retaliation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the book is just this kid being like, I need to share my experience that hopefully other kids are also able to come back from this mm-hmm. and won't be looked down on and won't be feared. Um, so, that was also, like, I highly recommend the graphic novel. It made it, like, visualizing. The artwork for it was really well done, and visualizing what these kids go through, the twists they make, and what they're forced to endure and everything actually really helped drive it home, I think. Um, so there was that. And I, last one I want to say that I read so far this year was actually the beginning of a manga series, which is again how I started getting into like, oh my god, different subjects. <laughs> um, so those who aren't aware, manga are the Japanese graphic novels that um, we get from overseas and that are translated, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I could try and get some in Japanese. <laughs> Shitty kids would love that. Um, I mean, God, the manga, they're, again, when I'm walking into the YA room, they're huge. Some of them are. Like, some of the series, I have series, I have one series that was three volumes. I have another series that's six volumes. One Piece, which is one of the most popular and long-running, is reaching either, it just hit its 20th anniversary or 25th, and it's still in publication, and it's all one freaking storyline, is on, like, volume 84. What is this? One Piece. One Piece, okay. Bleach? Is it Bleach? Bleach is done. Bleach is like 54 volumes. Naruto is about 54 volumes. Mm -hmm. Um, Inuyasha was about 54 volumes. So they run anywhere from one to three volumes to... Because, like, I mean, there'll be, like, an entire shelf, if not two, that are, you know, just one. Dedicated to one series. Uh, Yeah. You see my problem and why I have the lift-up shelves now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so a new series that just got started this year... Um, it was called Magical Girl Right Raising Project. And I was like, okay, this looks 
interesting. Mm-hmm. And basically what it is, is it, uh, it starts with that there was a game on, that you could get on your phone, it was like an app game, that you had to collect candies and do, you know, magical girl things. And then some of the people that played it, there was like a certain percentage that would start actually manifesting magical powers and became part of this overarching game where they had to like collect candies by like doing good deeds, things like that. Interesting. (laughs) But the actual plot of the storyline is that the company or like the avatar for it goes, oh, oops, too many people have powers. You know, if you don't have enough candy, you'll be eliminated at each week. We're gonna eliminate people. And they're like, oh, okay, well, some of them don't really want their powers, some of them are like, but then like, the one that has the least candy the first week dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eliminate. Eliminate. <laughs> it's like, well, we can't take your powers back, so we're just gonna off you. And then it like turns out that they can like, if somebody's killed that week, well, that makes up three faiths. So it's like it's all messed up. It's kind of like this um, weird Sailor Moon meets Battle Royale meets Hunger Games. Strange thing. And some of them are actually like really sweet magical girl, your typical magical girls, but then other ones are like total, I will shoot you in the face. (laughs) I will steal candy from other people because that's a thing we can do now, so you can go out and play nice and do your good deeds, Mm -hmm. and then I will steal your candy right before the end, and then you'll die, and I'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it's like really messed up, but I think Jade would like it. It's, I, I'm already sold. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I think that's plenty of time of me talking. Sarah? <laughs> um, I, like I said, I started reading graphic novels kind of within the last couple of years. I should say, and it is a favorite, but I should say the first graphic novel I ever read was my freshman year of college. Uh, in an English class, and it was Persepolis by... Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce her first name? I say Marjane. Yes, Marjane. Yeah. Satrapi. Satrapi, that's right. <laughs> yes, I was like, oh my god, I'm totally blanking on this woman's name. Um, but it is... It's a coming-of-age story um, set in... Oh gosh, is it Tehran? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's basically this coming-of-age... A girl, and she is... Got, it's been since 2006. That's when I read it, so I'm probably gonna not give it justice um but just the graphics are beautiful and I am a very visual uh person but the storyline is great like one of my favorite parts is I know Jade you have read Persepolis Gina have you read Persepolis I have but it's been a while oh it's been a while okay so one of my favorite parts is when I can't remember is it parents they basically she is trying to get this poster of i think it's michael jackson uh over the border and like her dad is it's either her or one of her parents they basically have to put this poster you know like in their like they're essentially wearing the poster (laughs) under jackets and clothing to get it back into the country and i'm like yes this is (laughs) this is fantastic it's it's sad that this is how their life is but mm-hmm. it was I just thought that was so great and it's just, so it's it's her life of growing up in Tehran and then she moves into France she goes to school in France and uh I have not so 
the book that I have is like book one and two when it's really like three books. I have only read up until like the teenage years. I did not oh, okay. read her like as an adult. Now, isn't it, is Persepolis, is Embroideries still a part of that story? Uh, or is that a completely separate story? It's like a separate story. Yeah. Okay, wow. Well, so, I don't so know why like, I'm connecting them. The book we have at work is like The Complete Persepolis. Okay. Yeah. And that has through her early adult life. Okay. So I have not, like I said, I read up until like her teenage years. And so I need to give the credit of this is kind of what introduced me into graphic novels. But the book that sold me, and I'm sure everyone is just like, Sarah, shut up up about this book is Lumberjanes. I, I Lumberjanes. Huh, what'd you say, Gina? I said I like Lumberjanes. I love Lumberjanes. I love first of all, I I went to a camp that I was just like enamored by. I I loved being able to go to camp during the summer. Um so like that whole aspect of it was super fun, but just like the supernatural elements of all these you know, these dinosaurs and these monsters coming in and you know the collecting of these like crazy ridiculous badges and the vernacular of the story like what the Joan Jet. I just love the dialogue and the um, the illustrations Noelle Stevenson you're amazing if you listen to this that would make my day you are a fantastic storyteller and illustrator and Lumberjanes is just so fun. I'm really, really excited for the movie. I know it's coming out. Oh, that's right. I think like within the next couple of years, mm-hmm. um, there's about eight volumes, I think, and they even started making chapter books. Nice. With Lumberjanes, so it's just neat. yeah, super, super fun. Yeah, those. Um, get on it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, and the I'm going to talk about two more. The other one. Jade and I talk. Jade and I have read. So have funny. you read The Prince and the Dressmaker, Gina? I have not yet. They actually had an arc of that, I think, somewhere. But it is. I lost access to it. It is so much fun. I'm not paying attention to my freaking publication dates. It's it's, balls. It is so so good. I cannot think. Jen Wong. Yes, who also did. In real life. In real life, Rock. yes. It's. It's just gorgeous. It is. Well, the illustrations. The story and the illustrations. Yeah. So the story is the prince and the dressmaker. Uh, the prince is a cross-dresser. Mm-hmm. And his parents are, you know, of course, they, they're royals. So the parents are trying to find him a wife. And he could care less because he would rather wear the dresses and the shoes and be in these fashion shows and, you know, these big luxuri- luxurious Parisian fashion shows. So he's prince by day and then, like, this... Parisian fashion icon by night. And his dressmaker is the one that is making him all these beautiful, unique, gorgeous dresses. And I don't know, by the, I was trying to figure out, like, is he in love with the dressmaker? Or are they just best friends? No, that's kind of how I interpreted it. They're just really friends, good friends. Just good friends? No, I think that's like they fell in love. Okay, that's that's how I took it. I was trying to figure it out because I was like, clearly there's some kind of a love interest, Mm -hmm. but it's like, are they just best friends? I, I think it's really tough, but you guys will have to read it to find out. To find it's out. Just, to figure it out, apparently, not just find out. It's it's, it's just so much fun. It's just a it's a feel like a feel good story. And yeah, it, it made me feel right? great afterwards. I just felt so good after reading it. 
<laughs> such like, yeah. You'll wish you didn't read it so fast because I blew through it in like an hour. Oh my god, me and too. And then I was just like, well, why did I do that? You gave it to <laughs> me at Farmer's like, Market, and by the time I was ready for my story time, I had read it, and I was like, <sighs> I, I finished it all in like one swoop. Yeah. It's like, why did I do that? Here's mistake. And like reading Harry Potter for the first time. Yeah. It like, it was that, you know, just <sighs> magical. Yeah. So good. And the, the next one, I actually haven't read, but I'm going to read it. So, as a 90s girl who loves Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I am beyond excited. Whichever streaming service is going to be bringing it back, um, you know, they're going to be making it darker. And so I decided, you know, being a fan of the world of Archie, I didn't read everything, but sh she is a part of the Archie comics. And she's very good friends with oh. Betty and Veronica. Okay. So I decided, I got her on Amazon, like the complete set for like 10 bucks. Nice. And I was like, before it comes out, I'm going to read it. Yeah, that's fun. And I'm really, I'm really excited. And I actually, talking about Sabrina, um, when I was looking on Amazon for the, for the comics, I did see, because like I said, it's going to be coming. Now, I don't know. I will find out when I read the comics if if it originally is dark mm -hmm. but i did see a graphic novel so gino the remake things yes i have them they're in the adult section oh i do yeah the sabrina one i've seen but it's called one. like the chilling tales of the, sabrina yeah, we, we have, have or if we don't then jade ordered one and because i read it in the light like i read it sitting at the reference desk i ordered so many things i can't remember <laughs> okay well i'm gonna have to put a hold on it yeah, okay. I did that too. I thought when I saw it that it hadn't come out yet. They, I think they have different volumes, but I okay. vividly recall and it was some weird thing where she was getting like initiated, and then Harvey like followed her into the woods, so he saw the initiation rites, and then they had to like kill him, or they wanted to kill him, and I can't remember okay. if she actually let them or they didn't. Oh, this makes me excited. Yeah. Tomorrow I'm going to see if it's in so I can check it out. how we could end it was talking about Sabrina because it's coming back. I love the Rosa Dark Oh, absolutely. So the cat, what was his name? Uh, Salem. Salem, yeah. Uh, I was just watching because if you're... My cat sometimes, like, you totally tell in the show that that's an animatronic cat. Oh, so for 100%. I have a black cat and sometimes she'll just move really strangely and I'll be like, you look like an animatronic cat right now. <laughs> I just, if you're like an Amazon Prime member, you can, it's in your membership so you can watch it. So the other night I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it. And I was just like, yeah, the cat is kind of bothering me. But overall, this is a fantastic show. <laughs> so good. So we could, we could even make this semi-regular talking about graphic novels oh, because yeah, right? it has become a new love for me is yeah. reading them, seeing what's out there, seeing what other people are reading in graphic novels, That's so much. talking about the worlds and yeah, paper girls. <gasps> Fantastic. So good. If you like Stranger Things, you will like paper girls. Paper girls. Cause it's just, it's 80s. It's got like purples and pinks in the, in the, um, in the graphics. Mm -hmm. There's aliens, there's dinosaurs. It's super cool. And witches. You introduced me to that. I think that's what oh, it's called. Which is. I thought you meant like witches. Which is in the paper girls. Oh, and she's like, no. Yeah. I don't recall that. Yes. 
Witches with a Y. Uh, I can't think of the author's name. It's, I can see it's Scott something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, super creepy. That was really I was creepy. trying to figure out the title of because I saw it a while ago, and I know you guys have seen it too. But it's not nerd love or geek love because I just looked those up and did not see it. But it's like something along those lines, or it was like girls in love, or not. Is it the like secret the loves of geek girls? Yes, yeah. that was mm-hmm. it. Yes, I want to read that one. I haven't yeah. read it yet, but I want to. I I own that one. I haven't read it yet, but. <laughs> Eventually. There's so much stuff that we own that we haven't read yet. Mm-hmm. So the next one I'm gonna be reading is Man Free the Man by Oh, oh man, I can't remember. The really thing with the cat. Yeah, it's like the man with a cat and a little cat. naked man. Oh, oh what? <laughs> it's it's not a man that acts like a cat. It's no, a world yes. where cats are human sized and wear clothing and right. humans are tiny sized yes. and wear nothing. So it's, it's from Cork Cat. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's the cat has well, a pet human. Set. It's the yeah. one I want, and I'm just like, oh. I'm the Cork super... thing, or the fact that Jake can't wait for it. <laughs> kind of both. <laughs> I just remember seeing a snippet thing from it where, like, Manfred walks across the keyboard while the cat is trying to work, <laughs> and like sits down and is reading a newspaper, a tiny little newspaper. While sitting his naked butt on the keyboard, the cat's just like, get off! off. And it's just like, yes, because that is what cats do, and that is what we say to them when we're like, no, I am working, and you are not weird. Get off my keyboard. Yep, that's what I'm reading next. Inter- so okay, fun. interesting. I love you, Cork Books. They're so good. I've got so many yeah. books with them. <laughs> yes, you have. When I, yeah, when I'm on the Instagram, and you say, like, I want a book from Cork, I'm like, oh my god. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> I won three this week. Actually, four. I haven't gotten the fourth one in the mail, but yeah, I won another one from Cookbooks that like, came in the mail <laughs> yesterday. Um, oh, the one you posted on my Instagram? Ladies, like... My lady's choosing. <gasps> you won that one? I didn't know. It was okay, are you going to read that like fairly soon? Yes. Because if not, let me read I it. I will. I'm like, a complete surprise. I'm in a com- couple of different entry things, but I don't know whether or not I've won it yet. I won it so much. <laughs> complete surprise. Uh, yeah. We found so... what the cat was looking for. Ugh. The giant cockroach. It's Are you kidding me? No. no it's coming this way. What? And now it's under the couch. I think you'll be sitting on the couch from now on. Anyways, okay. we're fine. <laughs> you know, not gonna freak out. Minnie, can you deal with it, please? Thank you. Wait, well, is it still under the couch? Oh my I'm god. Thinking. Let's just wrap that up. We this is the librarian suggests. This is our graphic novels conversation episode, which will probably have many more of it. I'm Jade. I'm Gina. I'm Sarah. And we will see you in the stacks. stacks. <laughs>